The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Fry the Coop has five great chicken sandwiches, Nashville hot chicken, spicy honey butter chicken, chicken and cheese, Chicago hot chicken, and a donut fried chicken sandwich. It's Fry the Coop. And now, the Black and Abdallah podcast. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, live from the old National Bank State Street studio. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Welcome to the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah. On the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. Week 7 in the NFL, it's Black and Abdallah on a Sunday morning getting you ready for Bears football. The Chicago Bears host the Las Vegas Raiders today on the lakefront. And Abdallah, boy, do we have a fantastic quarterback matchup to- today. Yes, uh, two backups today. Brian Hoyer for the Raiders will be going. And the Chicago Bears will get Tyson Bajan for his first NFL start. I think there is some level of excitement heading into this game. It's not like one of these all hope is lost type of deals without the starting quarterback. I think people are excited to see what Bajan can bring to the table today. Yeah, it's it's better than Peterman. It's better than some of the backups. Like, what is it up to now? 29 quarterbacks since the 2003 or 2000 or something like that? I don't know. There's too many. We've seen some bad quarterback play. We've seen a lot of bad quarterback play. But until he goes out there and proves that he's just not another backup like he is still a backup quarterback making his first start in the NFL albeit against a a Raiders defense that's not the best right now like yeah they've got Max Crosby he's very good but other than that they're not very good against the pass so I wouldn't be surprised if Tyson Bajan saw some success today you know maybe he'll get the ball out a little bit quicker he's really not gonna have a choice because the uh the injuries to the offensive line and you know some of the shuffling that they might be doing we'll get more on that you know as we get closer to the game and who's active and who's not and who's playing where but I think that this is a band-aid on a situation of still trying to find out who Justin Fields is like that's still the goal of this season. There's still enough games left. He's not going to have surgery. That was reported this week. He's probably not going to go on IR. At least they missed the window to put him on IR for this week. So he uh, should make a start maybe in two or three games, including this one. So maybe in a couple of weeks we'll see. And I still think that there is time because if you, you know, as we did this show last week previewing the game, we also were keeping an eye on some of the college quarterbacks that took place. So, yeah, this, the whole conversation around the quarterback in Chicago, whether Bajan finds success today and creates a quarterback controversy, whether he's shows that he's a backup who's never played in the NFL and only played at D2 schools and that kind of stuff, and then we get Justin Fields back, or we just continue to look at Saturday quarterbacks and hope for the best. How's that going the last two weeks? Yeah, not... Uh, last not, night, if you didn't stay up late, Washington snuck out with a victory... At home against ASU, Michael Penix did not look good last night, though. I think two interceptions and a fumble. Uh, And the way that the Huskies won the game was a defensive touchdown. Uh, So, like, essentially, the offense didn't do anything Mm -hmm. for Washington to prevail last night. Caleb Williams, last two weeks, has struggled. So, I mean, if if we rewind the clock to two weeks ago... The one message that you and I had on our night show, six to eight weeknights here on ESPN 1000 and also on these Bears uh, game day pregame shows is that there's a lot of football left to be played. Oh, yeah. And you're right. The, the most 
important thing is getting an answer on Justin Fields. But also, if this team can start winning with what's on the roster at the moment, that is the most important item here. Wishing, hoping, dreaming of quarterbacks in the the start of May that you can draft, Mm -hmm. that ain't it right now. Like, even if you think that that's the way the Bears have to go, from week to week in college football, we're seeing performances that are not as what they were billed two weeks ago. Caleb Williams was talked about as the next Patrick Mahomes. In two weeks, he hasn't quite looked like that. Is he a great uh, prospect for, for an NFL fan to kind of look at, keep an eye on? Sure. But is he a guaranteed hit? There's no guarantee there. No. And then if you go down the list of others who have played to this point in college football, it's like some have great days, some have bad days. Drake May looks okay one week, but his touchdowns are lower compared to the other guys. Uh, uh, Michael Penix cost them the game yesterday. Yeah, Michael Penix looks great one week. Last night he looked pretty bad. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of ways to kind of go about this. There's a lot of football to still be played. And I think there are some answers that we can get from this Bears team right now. And that's what brings us back to the guy who's starting today, Tyson Bajan. He jumped from three to two at the start of the season as far as the quarterback depth chart goes. And now he's going to get an opportunity. How can he uh, succeed in this opportunity? You nailed it. It's get the ball out of his hand quickly. And if he makes smart decisions and gets the football into his playmaker's hands quickly today, I could see a situation, scenario where Bears fans are going to start to cheer and, and ask for Bajan to be the starting quarterback if he has success. He has to do that. He has to play well, right? Without doing that, none of this conversation happens. And Justin Fields, the moment he's healthy, will be put back out there. I think you're of the belief that the moment Fields is healthy, no matter how Bajan plays, he'll be put back out there. I'm not sold on that because this coaching staff needs wins. And if Bajan goes out there, gets a win today, Next week looks good again. Justin Fields is still healing up on the sidelines, but the offense is clicking and looks okay. I think there will be a conversation about who should be the number one quarterback in this town. I still think that this team is looking towards next year, right? Like, I think they know that this ain't it, regardless of what happens. Get a few wins. Who is that? Who is what? This team? Who's the one that's okay with looking ahead to next year? Because I think if the head coach doesn't have that opportunity. Well, no, he doesn't. He, he but may it's not Ryan. be around. But it, it's if, Ryan. Ryan Poles is looking to next year. Right, but the head coach makes a decision on who's playing. The head coach is going to be coaching for his career here. Yeah. If I you know. keep losing, you're 1-5 going into this game at home against the Raiders today. Yeah. But I also think that this head coach is not in a position where if Ryan Poles goes to him and says you're starting fields when he's healthy, he's going to have to do it. He's going to have to. Because Ryan Poles is in charge of personnel. And so if he makes the decision to say, listen, I don't care how good Bajan's been playing. I need to get trade value for this guy, whether he plays well and we end up trading him and and, and drafting a quarterback with the first overall or second overall pick, whatever it may be, when the season ends. Or I need to see what he is because if... Which is it? Is he the guy that, that, you know, where the, the Bears put up over 30 points in two weeks, but then he cost them the game against the Broncos and then played well against the Commanders? Or is he the guy that, you know, continues to take sacks and can't read defenses? And because there's more evidence to that. So I think that Ryan Poles makes the decision for Matt Eberflus and says, listen, he, when he's healthy, he plays because I got to get something out of him. I either got to find out he's not the guy and we're moving on or he's going to be the backup moving forward, or I got to get some trade value. Or I got to see that he's going to be our quarterback moving forward and he's going to be our starter. 
So either way, even if it even if it leads to Bajan eventually being the quarterback and Fields gets benched after he comes back, I still think they're going to give him the opportunity to start when he's healthy. He'll get the opportunity as long as Bajan doesn't play really well. If Bajan's playing very well, I don't know if the opportunity will just be handed back over. I don't know if the keys will just be handed back over to Justin Fields. We've seen him struggle in this offense. We've seen him not be able to let it rip. If, if that's the way it looks, I could see a conversation about the coaching staff thinking that Fields needs some more time. And, and I get it. They, they need an answer here. But each week that passes, isn't the answer starting to become more clear? as far as what the answer is with Justin Fields. Yeah. I want him to be great. I hope he's here for a really long time. Unfortunately, things that took place in the Minnesota game can't happen. Can't hold on to the ball for six seconds. You got injured. You got sacked because you were holding on to the football. You got to make a decision. You got to go somewhere with it. You got to get out of the pocket. Like that's, that's the stuff that quarterbacks, you just can't do that and make it cleanly throughout a season. Like it's not a surprise he gets hurt. Because he holds on to the ball too long. He takes unnecessary hits. Throw it away. Find a receiver. Make a quick decision. If that's the stuff that we see today, that's where I think you're wrong in this idea that they're just going to go back to Justin Fields. Yeah, I get it. They need an answer. I have a feeling like each week that passes, we're starting to get that answer. I mean, it's been over 30 games he started in the National Football League. There's nobody who's been a bigger uh, promoter of Justin Fields entering the NFL as a Chicago Bears quarterback than you and I and and from seeing him at Ohio State and, and thinking of what he can do. He's just not doing it mm-hmm. consistently. Well, he's done it once in a while, but he doesn't do it consistently, and that's the problem. That's what they're going to face, and I think that's why each week that happens like the Minnesota game, that that takes us to the future, and each week that we go forward, that it's obvious that the answer is he's just not quite getting it. Yeah, and uh, but there also comes a point and I think we're getting close to that point in the season uh, where wins aren't good for you, right? And we've seen from Ryan Poles last year that he will remove players that are making the team good so that they're bad. And if Bajan's putting up wins, he's going to say, hey, not that we need to lose games, but I'm still putting Justin Fields back in. Like, I could totally see a scenario where Bajan plays well. They're not playing a very good defense this week. They're not playing a great defense next week either, and they're, they're an okay defense. But how many they're weeks not, do we do this? We do this every week. Look at this defense. They're not very good. No, they're better. But Look at this defense. They're this. not very good. He's got an opportunity to put up some numbers today, and he might. And he might put up three touchdowns, no interceptions, whatever it is. That's fine. And then in two weeks, three weeks, whatever, Justin Fields is healthy, comes back, doesn't play well, and then they, they bench him, and they put Bajan back in there. Like, I don't still don't believe that there's a scenario where they don't just say, he's our starter, he's coming back. Well, isn't an injury a convenient way of putting someone on the sideline well, without yeah. having to declare a benching? Of course. Without, without declaring that, yeah, QB1 is not really QB1 anymore. But he's also at, an, uh, at a point where Justin Fields himself is, if that's the case, someone's going to leak out that that's the problem. Because he wants, he understands that this is also his future, right? Like, it's not just Matt Eberflus's future. It's not just Luke Getze's future. It's also Justin Fields' future. Like, if he doesn't come back and play well, he's 
going to be a lifetime backup. Like they may trade him, they may he may they may cut him, he may go to another team. Another team might not give him an opportunity. Like another team might just make him cutting him. What do you mean? Why not? What do you What do you mean? If you bring in a if you bring in another quarterback, why would you pay him? Because they they can have him as a backup. Why you you got just why you got the agent? Why would you need? You're just cutting him. Why would you need Justin Fields if you've got the savior? Why would you need him if if you've got God's gift to quarterbacking? Why would you need him? All right. It's you're going to draft a quarterback. On keep, you're going to draft a quarterback with the first overall pick and keep Fields and God's gift to quarterbacking? No, I don't think all three of those things are likely. I also think that, you know, we can discuss for the last 10 minutes, like, if Bajan plays well, I think the odds on him actually playing well are pretty low. Like, for, for Tyson Bajan to go out there and be the next Brock Purdy, I don't know if that's really in the cards. You know, this team is built differently than the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, well, yeah. The offensive line, the weapons around the quarterback, you know, the play caller, Kyle Shanahan's a lot different than Luke Getze. I'm not sure if that's really possible for that to take place. So it's likely that the backup quarterback goes out there, looks okay, but struggles at times. Mm -hmm. That's usually how rookies in their first start kind of go. You know, like that, that I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I think it's like pie in the sky. And that's where, as a Bears fan, hang into this game. And if you're out there tailgating and you're getting the grill going, you're starting to have your first drink of the day, and you're looking forward to Bears football, the, w- the one thing that I'm sick of is I'm sick of talking about losing football. Like, oh, that, that's where like this idea where people are sitting around geeked up, ready for the, the tankathon, looking for draft prospects. I'm sick of this. It's October the 22nd. Yeah. No. I'm not doing the the preview of the draft today. No. That's not something I want to do. I well, want to talk about teams that are trying to win football games. And that's why, like, the last couple of weeks sitting in the stadium watching that crap, it, it's so obnoxious because it's like, can we just move past this whole rebuilding and wishing and drafting? And the, How about we build a football team and we go out there and on Sundays we try and win games? How about that? How, wouldn't that be nice? Because last weekend, the crowd showed up. The people who are in the South lot and then travel into the stadium, mm-hmm. they go by Sylvie, Lance, and Dion inside Gate O this morning. They, they wave. They get to their seats. They were, the, they were ready to go. They were mm-hmm. ready for a win against the Vikings. It's the team. It's this head coach that's not showing up. Well, and the problem is, too, like I keep saying that this is wins are still good for this team. Because they need to play well. Because going through their contracts, there's too many uh, 27s, 26s, 25s, 27s, 26s. Guys on here whose contracts end in a few years who are you know, expected to be here for the next few years. And they need to find ways to win football games. Like, if Bajan plays well, that means that DJ Moore plays well. That means that Cole Komet plays well. That means that, you know, maybe he finds Darnell Mooney. And maybe, you know, uh, th- if the defense plays well, that means Tremaine Edmonds is playing well. And guys that are going to be here for a while need to play well, not just the quarterback. Like, the rest of the team needs to show up. There's all these other guys on this team that are going to be here past what Justin Fields might be here. And so they need to perform because there's more than just the quarterback that this team is trying to evaluate right now. And shout out to our guy who called in the Cap and Jay Hood uh, a couple months ago, Philly and McHenry, who uh, this is your day, my man. This this is the big day for your baguettes. Philly and McHenry on ESPN 1000. All right, Philly. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Cap. Uh, What's up, Philly man? 
Hey, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, I've, I've been pro with Justin Fields for as long as he's been a bear. I'm a big Ohio State guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. This baguette guy, this backup quarterback. Bajit. Bajit. Repeat after me. Tyler Bajit. He's not a baguette. And if you're on your way to the game. This baguette guy. If you're stopping. This baguette guy. If you're at the store. If you're running your errands before you go to the game. If you're on your way to the stadium. Stop. Get a baguette. At a Jules. As a Mariano's. At a Whole Foods, at a wherever you go to do your grocery shopping, your French bistro, get a baguette and bring it into the stadium. (laughs) I would. It would be fun to live in a world where Uh, where Tyson Bajan is good, and people are taking baguettes (laughs) and tossing them into the into the air. Don't throw anything onto the field. field. We're not condoning that. No, up into the air. Like throw your baguette. Yeah, shake it. Do whatever you want to do to your baguette. In this economy? Yeah. Well, baguettes yeah, are like a dollar. Like a dollar. Come on, Kevin. Come on. It's bread. It's loose bread. It's like a dollar. It's stale. The birds will eat it. Yeah. That's what we need at Soldier Field. More, more seagulls. I'm just saying, like, it, it would be pretty great if that's the case. How hilarious. I want people to get this two baguettes and guy? use them as those noisemakers. <laughs> Hit this them together. Guy? Yes, this baguette guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. This baguette guy, this backup quarterback. Blocking up dog. The new home of the Bears. It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Blanket Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. If you're driving in to Soldier Field right now, if you're entering the South Lot, if you're on your way to the game, make sure you grab your baguette. Okay. It is Tyson Pageant Day. This baguette guy. Grab your baguettes as we cheer on Tyson Pageant to the promised land or wherever he's going to take it. There's a guy that called, there's another guy that called into Cap and J Hood this week that said this is a uh, Bloodzo Brady situation. This baguette guy. And that. And that baguette is going to uh, it's all sold down. take them wherever they're headed. And they went, where? And he goes, you know, greener pastures and stuff. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's all settle down here. It's not Tom Brady. It's not Kurt Warner. It's not, that's not the case. It's I mean, not Brock Purdy yet. I, I would like to see him play well today. I mean... Las Vegas Raiders come into this matchup, the 3-3. Three and three. They're starting a backup quarterback. You're familiar with him, Brian Hoyer. Uh, he was here for a while as a Bears backup. Yeah. So two backup quarterbacks. Uh, we do have news. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, Justin Fields is not expected to have surgery. That's good news that came out of uh, the press conferences from Friday from Matt Eberflus. And it seems as if uh, they are saying it's progressing well for Justin Fields. So if, if things don't go well today for Bajan, uh, theoretically, based on what the Bears are saying, Justin Fields may be back in action within the next couple of weeks. They keep pointing to grip strength mm-hmm. as the key here. Whether or not Justin can grip the football and then be able to throw it, it seemed like Eberflus kind of said that Fields hasn't really been attempting to throw this week because he's rehabbing and the grip strength isn't there yet. Uh, so it's something we'll watch over the course of the next week. The Bears play on Sunday night football next weekend. So it's a Sunday game. 
we'll, we'll kind of get the same rhythm and pattern of finding out the availability of the players Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. heading into the weekend as the Bears travel to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. So that's where things are at right now. And, and obviously, like, if we had to make a decision right now on Justin Fields, he's not the guy. I yeah. mean, that, that's the, I think we all have to agree that if the decision had to be made at this moment, he hasn't done enough to uh, be the long-term starter for this franchise. Now, there is most of the season left. This injury doesn't appear to be as bad as, as we maybe thought it was on Sunday of last week. He has an opportunity. Get back and play good football, and then you can be the guy still. It's still in the cards. It's just I'm not sure how many more chances we need to give him before it's very obvious that it's not going to take. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got as many games as are left in the season, right? Because the Panthers continue to lose. Uh, the Bears continue to lose. So right now, if it ended today, you'd have the first and second overall picks. So you have to make a decision, right? Like this is this was supposed to be the year for Justin Fields. You know, we talked all offseason when we were at Bears training camp, you know, leading into the season. The connection with him and DJ Moore, the new offense, the newer offensive line, like a revamped running back room, having more weapons, just everything being at, at his disposal and it lining up perfectly. Not exactly how the Eagles handled Jalen Hurts. Like, obviously, he had the best offensive line in the NFL. They got him one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Like, this is still an offensive line that is, well, right now it's injured, but they're still also very young in their time playing together like they haven't played a lot of football together because guys keep getting hurt like nate davis is hurt today he's not going to play you know you've got you got a a center for two different halves last week uh, for the bears so it i'm not making excuses for justin fields they gave him every opportunity so far they went and they traded for dj Moore. you know you did even last season it didn't work out but they did try they tried to bring in uh, chase claypool and they tried to give him an extra weapon. It just didn't work out with Chase Claypool. He wasn't who they thought he was going to be. That's more on their evaluation than it is on Justin Fields and Chase and and you know him his ability to get Chase Claypool the ball. He just was bad for the locker room and probably didn't want to be here. But now you're looking at a time frame where if Fields comes back, like let's say he comes back for the Panthers game. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left. Like you have to play almost perfect football for those eight games you can't cost the team any games so that means you're not happening having happened what happened against the broncos where yeah you played well but guess what in the fourth quarter you had a costly fumble and a costly interception like you can't do that so that's the room for error when he comes back is absolutely out and i don't know if that means that bajan comes back in and they try to save some wins here at the end because you've got some bad teams in the Cardinals and the Falcons. Or it means that, hey, we just roll with fields and see how it ends up. And we're, we're previewing drafts like we're talking to draft experts. And, you know, all those guys are coming on the station left and right talking about quarterbacks for the next five months. Yeah, it's too early for that. It is. Um, I don't want to do that. Uh, and I want to talk about a team that's trying to win football games. And, and that's where, you know, you look at this. And, yeah, obviously, Justin Fields is going to have the rest of the season to figure it out. You know, we, we painted a scenario in the last 20 minutes. If the backup quarterback plays really well, maybe we could have this conversation. Maybe it'll be a quarterback controversy. That that could happen. I would imagine it's not likely to happen. Justin Fields will be the starter 
uh, maybe the week after the Chargers game. It sounds like if he's not even gripping a football heading into this weekend, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do so next weekend. But who knows? I mean, they they have said multiple times he he's a quick healer and that that it's up to whether or not his body responds to the treatment that he's getting. So maybe he will be ready for the Chargers game next weekend. You look at the offensive line, Nate Davis being out today, Darnell Wright in the week on Friday, full participant in practice, but on Thursday did not practice with a shoulder injury. He's listed as questionable today. I would imagine because he was a full participant on Friday, he will play today Uh, without Wright. The offensive line is essentially decimated hanging into this game. Now they're going to have to make up for Nate Davis not being there and kind of figure out and jostle and, and see where white hair plays. If Jenkins is going to stick at left guard, what they do at right guard. Um, and then all, also with right being questionable hanging into the game, whether or not he plays, hopefully he does. He's been really good for the bears as of late, uh, but the offensive line is a mess heading into this game with a backup quarterback which doesn't instill confidence in the backup quarterback uh, being able to be protected all day long. He's going to have to get the football out of his hand quickly today. Uh, And I hope it's just more than just these side-to-side screens with the wide receivers because that garbage doesn't work. And and we we saw it with uh, the Vikings game. Like, None of that, nothing was moving forward. Mm -mm. Everything was side-to-side. And it's frustrating to watch. But if you don't have any time as a quarterback, as Justin hasn't had time, if the backup doesn't have time, it's a tough situation to kind of be in. Well, look, there's nothing to lose here, right? Like, what's, what's the worst thing that happens? You keep losing? Like, this, if the season ended today, I think we're, you're, the, you're getting a new coaching staff, you're getting a new quarterback, right? So you're playing, I'm not saying you're playing with house money, but, like, there's nothing to lose. And Bajan, when he met the media, said he, he went to the coach and said, I know, I know the entire playbook, so throw everything at me. So do that. Throw everything, literally throw everything. Like, there, there shouldn't be, like, yeah, he needs to have time. I understand how the process works and how he needs to have time to throw. But I agree with you. I don't want to see these, like, three screens in a row again. Like, that's insane. Like, you have to get the running game going. I understand that. But let's see what he's got. Like, let's if, if Getsy wants to save himself as a, an offensive coordinator and say, hey, this isn't, it's not me, guys. Like, it's Fields. It's not me. The way to do that is you open up everything. And you say, all right, we're going out there and we're running everything I got in this playbook. And we're going to try to move the ball down the field. And we're going to be aggressive. And we're not going to let up like it looks like they have in the fourth quarters of games. And we're going to pile on because I need to prove. Because you said it last segment, jobs are on the line. And this coaching staff's jobs are on the line. And their careers are on the line. If Matt Eberflus doesn't succeed here, I don't know if he's going to get a shot at being a head coach ever again. You know, like the trend of, of hiring defensive coordinators is already on the way out. The Bears were the only one in that coaching cycle that hired a defensive-minded head coach. Not saying that defensive-minded yeah. head coaches can't be good head coaches. Just saying that it's not trending in that direction anymore. Well, especially if you're a defensive-minded head coach and you fail in your first your, opportunity. You're your defense not is likely, the worst in the NFL. Yeah, you're not likely to get a second chance. Like the, Those who get second chances are those who have accomplished higher items than just being sometimes top 10 with yeah. the Colts because that's what it was like those yeah. are the credentials Eberflus didn't take a defense to the Super Bowl he wasn't uh he's not a, a Super Bowl winning uh coach so like it those are usually the defensive minded guys who get jobs uh those are like defenses that are like top two yeah not, not top 10 sometimes with the Colts occasionally maybe once in a while 
Mm-hmm. Like like that that those are the credentials. You mentioned Tyson Bajan this week at the podium. This is what he had to say about knowing the entire play sheet. Yeah, I think whatever they whatever they want to put on that call sheet um, will will be understood, you know, through and through by myself. Um, and you know, I'll put that on me. Kind of going into the game last week, um, you know, I just kind of told him, you know, hey, I know you guys have a lot of faith in me, but I do want to let you know I know the whole I know the whole call sheet. So you know, don't be afraid to you know do your thing, call your plays. Um, you know, don't hinder the offense just because I'm going in there because I've you know prepared for this all week. So kind of take pride in doing that. And um, yeah, whatever's put on there is uh, usually you know what what will be understood and what I'll figure out how to operate. I do think in some aspects that quote was uh, made more than it really is. I think it's funny that people think backup quarterbacks don't know all the plays. Yeah, he's a professional quarterback. Let's well, that he's why? the backup. Of course, he knows the entire play. Now. His confidence to say to the coaching staff, hey, I'm good, roll, like whatever you got, let's do it. Let's run the offense like you expect to run it. I think it's, I think it's good. I'm, I appreciate that he has confidence in his own abilities. I, I think it's a little funny that people are like amazed that a backup knows all of the plays. You're, you're the backup quarterback. What else are you doing? You know the play. Like that's your job. Well, isn't it assumed that they elevated him because that was the case? Like, if he was still the third-string quarterback and we were previewing a game where Nathan Peterman was going to be out there, wouldn't the assumption be he just doesn't know enough about the offense yet? No, I think the assumption would be that... Okay, yeah, all right. I think... I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, if because he does... talent-wise, Peterman's not going to have better talent. No. So the only thing that would keep him back is a grasp on the playbook. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. yeah. You could say, well, Peterman would get the start because he's the veteran and he's, he's been in the league longer and he's got more football, like professional football underneath his belt. But yeah, he's not, he doesn't have the talent though. He's literally the worst quarterback in the NFL. Like statistically, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Anything is better than him. Anything. And so the only thing, like when they elevated him, because remember there was, it was like, it was when Fields was what, had to call the media back in. It was that whole weird day yeah. where, and then they cut Peterman because they were saying they were trying to get someone off of a practice squad, but that didn't work. Then they re-signed Peterman and they moved Bajan up, and it was that crazy like twenty-four to forty-eight hours at House Hall. Where we were like, "This, there's so much news coming out. It's crazy." Um, and that was when they elevated Bajan. So I was, I'm like, "Yeah, he gets every. That's your job. Your job is to go in and know the offense." Like yeah, you're not going to be as talented as the starter. That's why you're not you're not the starter. But you should have a full grasp of the playbook. Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 on a Sunday morning, getting you ready for a Bears game day. Bears and Raiders at noon right here on ESPN 1000. Make sure you download the app, the ESPN Chicago app. You can listen to the game inside the stadium. Check it out. Hang out with us all day long on ESPN Chicago. If you want to join the conversation, talk Bears. Tyson Bajan. What do you think he'll do today? We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. ESPN Chicago. Chicago. It's, it's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. We have a full day of coverage here on ESPN 1000. The Bears and the Raiders kick off at noon. You'll hear the game right here on ESPN 1000. Joni Akin Thayer on the call of the game. Jason McKee will work the sidelines. 
And if you're going to the game, if you're in the south end zone, you're on the Waldron deck, you're you're uh, out by the planetarium, you're tailgating, you're getting the mimosas, the Bloody Marys, the beer, you're getting it all going this morning. You're grilling up some meats. It's a beautiful day. It's actually really nice out here in the downtown area. It's football weather. Uh, it's great. Yeah. You get a sweatshirt, a light jacket. It, it's a beautiful day for football. Uh, when you enter the stadium inside gate O on the stage, you'll see Sylvie, Dion, Lance, Lance Briggs. Uh, Bears great. You'll see him right there with our network pregame show, 10 to noon, right here on ESPN 1000. So in about an hour and 23 minutes. Uh, you'll get the network pregame show right here on ESPN 1000. And also four hours of postgame coverage, Peggy and Yurko, two hours after the game, and then two hours after that, Meller, Pat, and McKee. You'll get them uh, four hours after the game, breaking down what takes place on the lakefront today, Bears and Raiders. Normally I say, you know, you're on the parking lot. Maybe you're, you're doing beer bongs. Maybe you're doing shots, whatever you're doing. Uh, you know, take that beer bong in and have Sylvie do a beer bong. Not today. Not today, my friend. Why not? Today I want everyone that stops at their local Jules or Mariano's. Bring him a baguette. I want you to shake your baguette at Sylvie. This baguette guy? Walk up to him. Easy. Shake your baguette at him. Easy there. And go to your seats. Why not? We can do some baguette shaking. A piece of bread. Yeah. Well, shake the piece of bread at him. Go I'm going to tell you something. This baguette guy, this backup quarterback. How pathetic is it? This is what we have now. Yeah, this is our lives. This team is one in five. This is what we have. Yeah, but this is perfect for us. Walking around shaking baguettes. If, if his name was was Tyson <laughs> Smith, it would not be as fun. No, it wouldn't. This would not be as fun. But because his name is Bajent and people keep saying Bajent, like pageant, it's Bajent. <laughs> And then we've got baguettes out there. Like, that's the gift that keeps on giving. And it's so outstanding. bring your baguettes and try to bring your baguettes into the stadium. You, you can bring bread in. Uh, you might have to, you know, you might have to crotch it. <laughs> no, don't crotch it. You can just bring it in. <laughs> and shake it at Sylvie. Yeah. Not your crotch, your baguette. Don't shake your crotch at Sylvie. <laughs> shake your baguette at Sylvie. you can join us talk bears football on a beautiful sunday morning in the city of chicago so i was i was working shop uh, workshopping something with you on friday night Mm -hmm. thought more about it uh if he's not the guy don't pay the guy and i I think it's a simple (laughs) idea uh but you have to prove it i think before taking the leap of faith that guys are going to figure it out as quarterbacks in the nfl we saw the Saints, their car, struggle. We've seen Watson at this point, and he's expected to play today for the Cleveland Browns, but it hasn't worked out the way they thought it would work out. Daniel Jones, to this point this season, uh, hasn't been good. They overpaid. If you're the Bears looking at the end of this season with what you have with Justin Fields, you really can't give him an extension unless he goes out and from here on out plays flawless football and becomes one of those guys in the league. Like there is, I I think it's a flawed way of thinking to say he could turn into something. Players usually don't at this point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, there is a part of me that feels like you don't want to miss out on, on Geno Smith, who's playing really well for the Seahawks, but how long did it take for him to actually figure it out as a pro? How many different teams they have to go to? How many times do you have to be a backup? To me, I'm not worried about Justin Fields going and finding success somewhere else. As long as you find your guy, right? 
Like it's uh like I I know people compare like to relationships a lot. Like I don't care if my ex girlfriend is happy as long as I'm also happy. You know what I mean? Like you, if my you, ex, you don't have any uh, spite there. No. What do I have spite for? I'm, I'm just wondering. You you seem like the type of guy that keep tabs. No, I don't keep tabs. I don't follow <laughs> on Instagram. I don't follow on Facebook. I don't even have Facebook. I'm not out there. Like I'm not in. I'm not in there creeping and seeing what they're up to. I'm happily <laughs> married, so I don't care what my exes are up to. So that's my like. If he goes and someone you know figures out and he becomes what we talked about earlier this week too about him if his ceiling is Dak Prescott then fine whatever but if if it leads to the bears having the number 1 overall pick and whether it's Williams or or Drake May or whoever as long as the bears find their guy i don't care now if he goes out and he's playing really well for someone else and the Bears end up drafting like Bo Nix and he's horrible or whoever and Caleb Williams turns into the next Justin Fields and he's horrible. And then, yeah, then you're like, well, I mean, that's not fair. Like that, then, yeah, then you lost. Then, then you're the one. You don't have hand anymore. You've lost the relationship. I was asked last night. Uh, the question that was just posed was, why is it always like this? That That's what was asked. Like bears. The topic yeah. was bears. Yeah. And there was a pause and it was, why is it always like this? Well, and he, I was like, what do you mean? They're like, they're just, they can never figure any of it out. And well, I'm like, I think that yeah. there's something about yeah, this city that loves like defense, right? This city loves defense and running backs, right? Like this city loves the like, 85 Bears, Walter Payton. That's all great. I'd be, I would love to be known for quarterback play. I would love to be known as the city where Tom Brady was for 15 years. Like I would love to be like the Packers and be like, oh, guess what? You had Rodgers and you had Favre. Jordan Love's not that great. We figured that out kind of maybe. But still, like that would be awesome. Like I love being a Bears fan, but you're right. Like why does it always suck? Why can't they get the quarterback right? I didn't have an answer. I was like, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. It's just something that we we, we have now. Uh, it, it's just unfortunate that that's what, what takes place. And I, I think to the conversation about Justin Fields, I mentioned it earlier this week on Blocking Abdallah. My thought was this. If Fields, if his ceiling is Dak Prescott, is that good enough for you moving forward as a Bears fan? And I said, no, it's not. Right now. It could be, but it's not right now. So for them to pay Fields, his ceiling needs to be top seven quarterbacks well, in the, the NFL because he's not top four. I don't think that that's in play anymore. I no. don't think he could be Mahomes, no. Allen, Burrow. Herbert, Burrow, no. and even, okay, go to five Rodgers if healthy. Yeah. Right. Outside that, I don't think Fields could get to that point anymore. No. Could he be Jalen Hurts? Could he be Dak Prescott? Could he be Kirk? cousins in a good situation like i think it's possible that that ceiling still is there if you're a bears fan is that enough to then ditch out on a number one pick slash pay justin fields a a brand new contract and extension and kind of move forward with him as the guy no because the defense isn't good enough and they don't have enough around him like the reason that you pay uh, Jalen Hurts right now is because you have one of the best offensive lines in football. You have some of the best weapons in football. Your defense isn't as great as it was last year because you had to sacrifice some of those guys in order to pay Jalen Hurts, but they're not as good. They're not a, a good football team all around, just like the Cowboys. The Cowboys going in to this season in DV, were the number one team in DVOA. 
They're supposed to have the best defense in the NFL. They still have a top 10 defense. Like, they're still a very good defense, and they still have great weapons. And that's, and they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL as well. So, like, that's why it works for Dak, because Dak doesn't have to do everything. They, their defense keeps them in games, right? Their weapons can be relied on in crunch time. Like, he went out there and he won the game for them last week, Dak Prescott. Like, he won the game. But for a while, when they had Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he was carrying a lot of the load, right? And so the Bears don't have that. The Bears don't have a defense that can keep them in games. Yeah. The Bears don't have – DJ Moore is great. But where's Darnell Mooney? Like, where's the – like, they don't have weapons. They have one weapon. One. Well, in the last two weeks, the defense has played better. Defense has played better, but do you trust them at all? Um, they pl- they I, think, play- I think the defense will have a decent game today. They play, Chris. They play it's a better. backup quarterback in an offense that can't run I agree the football. With you. I completely agree. I think they'll they're, have a good game. They're getting lucky right now. I think the defense is getting lucky right now. I don't the think defense what, played- what was lucky about the Vikings game. They they kind of limited. Kirk Cousins from doing anything. Justin Jefferson was hurt. That's the luckiest thing in the world. Okay. I mean, there's he's injuries 40, every week he's in the 40% NFL. of their offense. All right. There, there's injuries all over the place. Sam Howell sucks. We, we've seen teams with injuries rolling into Soldier Field and have good days. Okay. That's happened. They they limited what the Vikings do. They didn't I score in the that. second half. Okay. That, that was a good defensive game. Yep. I'll they, give them credit for that. They're also the only, we're the only team, I don't know if they scored last week, but they were the only, or no, they, they didn't. They're the only, they're the only team without a, a rushing touchdown. The Raiders? No, no, no. The Vikings. Like they can't run the ball. They don't have Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Like they don't. Like that's why the Bears won. They okay. had no offense. They still had to do that. Okay, I understand that. But God, no credit from Abdallah. None. You're such a hater. And today, guess what? They're playing Brian Hoyer. Yeah, right. So they should play well today. It's, they should play well. Scott in Oakland, California, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Scott? Hey, good morning, guys. It's pitch dark here right yeah. now it's i can imagine a couple yeah. hours earlier yes but i'm up have got my coffee ready hey so i, I wanted to just go over to you know bajan you know the, the way i look at it although this looks so much like the niner thing with trey lance out here uh and uh you know with the comparison of the two guys and then the, you know the guy that's uh drafted seventh comes in and plays well and it's it's totally possible uh, but I really think, you know, in the long run, Bajan's playing to prove that he can be a backup in the league. Uh, I think you kind of touched on that. Um, and then it, it just as far as today, I mean, you guys are living it, right? I mean, I, I went through the Raider games going all those You had 13 seasons of double-digit losses in a row. Yeah. The tailgate was the champion thing. You guys are going through that now. And you got you got to get a win. You know, Jay Hood's right. You got to get a win for the home. You know, at home. Uh, you know, even those bad bad Raider teams would win two games a year at home. So I, I really think it's no matter what you got the chance of getting Carolina's pick, go win a game at home. And, and you know, the Raiders are the AFC cousin of the Bears. I don't think this. I think this gets <laughs> overlooked. Okay, the Raiders. I've been following both teams for over fifty years. The Raiders have not. It gets overlooked with the Raiders because they had Plunkett and Gannett, but they were both free agents. And uh, they have not drafted a good quarterback, you know, since Stabler in 1968. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for some reason, it just never gets talked about. And uh, what else do I have for you guys? Oh, uh, Fields. Mm -hmm. Remember, Remember when Brady was a rookie and he... You know, he went in to talk to his quarterback coach, 
and he wasn't there, but his note, you know, his uh, notebook or whatever was there, and it said he needs to do everything faster. That's totally feel. I mean that that if if that's what he needs to do, he just needs to do everything faster, and uh, just just like you guys said, just let let it rip. Yeah, I'm I, with I you. Oh, but okay, can I do one last thing? Yeah, go ahead, Scott. All right, I know I kind of pounded the clay pull thing last time, but I think the, with with uh, poles, um, one thing that I, I'm just going to give him a little bit of a break, and I think he got caught up in the fact that he was competing with Green Bay, and he's like, man, we can't we can't beat Green Bay uh, on the field, and then I think he was probably having visions of uh, clay pull going to Green Bay and then coming into Soldier Field and having a big day. And, you know, unfortunately, like I said, he didn't call Mike Mayock because Mike Mayock was screaming when the trade came across, you know, saying no, Ryan, no. But anyway, I think that's all I got, guys. Thank you, Scott. Have a great morning out there in Oakland. Right, you too. Appreciate you guys. There is Scott listening on the ESPN Chicago app. If you want to talk Bears football, you can call us at 312-332-3776. How about this, Abdallah? Door one, door two. We got oh, that coming up. Oh, it's a good time. No. It's a Sunday. Whatever. We're having a great time. ESPN Chicago. Chicago. It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. That's actually more like it's Black and Abdallah here on a Sunday, getting you ready for the Bears and the Raiders on the lakefront. You'll hear the game right here on ESPN Chicago at noon. Joniak and Thayer on the call of the game. All right, Abdallah, fun game, your favorite game. Door one or door two? Where would you like to go to? Door one or door two? We're taking calls at 312-332-3776. Door one or door two? Where would you like to go to first today? I want to talk to Jim and Crystal Lake. We'll get to Jim. No, no, Jim no, will no, get no. on. I don't want to play this game. You're we'll, mean. You're we'll, mean to me. We'll get to Jim. You're Jim and Crystal Lake will get you. Hold on. We see your question there. Door one or door two? You got to pick a if number. If you're new to Black and Abdallah, Chris is mean to me and doesn't go with whatever I say. I'm not if mean. If I pick door one or door two, he goes with the opposite. So if I want door Eber one, quote. I should say door Let's two because then I get door one. But now I think that I've said this, he's going to do the opposite. And when I say door one, he's actually going to go to door one. So now I don't know what to do. So we're going to go with door two. All right. We go to door one. See what uh, I, heard, I heard him yesterday calling to Peggy and Courtney yesterday. I've, I mean, he called like every show on Friday. Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you guys doing? Good morning, Chase. Yeah. Um, Chase, that so, was low-key, man. We've got a game today. What's the deal here? No, nah, man, man. I'm, just, I'm tired of this coaching staff, man. Like, you guys just do not realize how bad this coaching staff is. I mean, I want this I want this entire coaching staff fired because – and, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sound rude for losses because I don't want to talk like that. But, okay, so they win this game and they win it out. That, that means that's going to delay the fact that it could stay. I mean – I'm watching this play calling. I'm not sold on Getsy as a play caller. I mean, if you watched last week's game, it was third and seven. Nobody talked about this. It was a third and seven play call, and he runs a draw play, mm-hmm. you know, and they kicked the field goal. And then they had three timeouts left before the half, and it was 12 seconds to go. And instead of them being aggressive and going downfield, they took a knee. You know, and that's that's conservative. I mean, Eberflus does a horrible job in play calling. They had 10, 10 days to prepare 
the last week's game. The team came out flat. They came unprepared. And that falls on the coaching staff. And this happened too many times where they every game where, like the Green Bay game, start to open the game. They came out flat. They came out no no preparation, no not prepared. They didn't look like they were ready to play. And that falls on the coaching staff. And it's too many times. Look, we gave them a pass last season because we knew this team was not talented. They wasn't ready to win last season. Okay, we gave them the benefit of the doubt. But now this was supposed to be the year where we were supposed to see progression. The quarterback was supposed to get better. The, the, the talent was supposed to be developing. And so far, the players haven't gotten better. The coaching staff looks like they're clueless out there. And I just don't believe, I have zero faith that this coaching staff can get it done. I just don't. And it's just, I want these coaching staff See, fired. Go. They need to go. Good call, Chase. Uh, Abdel, what were you worried about, door one, door two? That was a good call from Chase. Now I'm more worried thank, about door two. Thank you, Chase. That was a good call. They yeah. weren't prepared. And I would also say this. Remember last week, I, I was annoyed that the Bears took too long to move down the field when they got the football in their last possession. They got the football in the fourth quarter with 644 left on the clock. Mm-hmm. And then they, they drove the football down. Uh, they A nine-play drive. They eat up almost five minutes of clock. That takes it under the two-minute warning. And that's when the interception took place. They essentially backed themselves into a corner where they had to score a touchdown from the 644 mark or else. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't uh, have like a an escape hatch. They didn't have a. <laughs> they didn't have a uh, a parachute no. while they jumped out of the plane. They just said, "Rookie quarterback, we're gonna wind this clock all the way down and go win us the game." And then the turnover. And then obviously, what did Minnesota do? They essentially had enough timeout uh, t- clock management to take place, where they ran a couple plays where they didn't just go down quickly. They, they kind of extended the run play, mm-hmm. little stretch runs, and it ate enough time off the clock that essentially the Bears had no way to stop them. No way to stop them. Well, uh, it's a- bad management of the clock from the coaching staff. Yeah. There's only one way to stop them with baguettes. The new home of the Chicago Bears.